This is the Mighty Quinn. Warning, you guys. This podcast is explicit. Yes. It is adult content. Yes. It's not for kids. The views and opinions are by us and nobody else. So, if you're looking for something without adult content, I suggest you go somewhere else. Bye now. Welcome back to the Uint Basement. I am your host, the Mighty Quinn, on this solo run in the armpit of Utah. I believe this is episode number 14. Yep, I'm back again. (laughs) Oh, just coming back and uh, reminiscing on uh, two uh, good episodes that we uh, put down. And recorded Cody and I and a good friend uh, uh, Jason Osler. Um, what a wonderful sit down. We had a great night and uh, talked about everything under the rainbow out here. And I mean, under the rainbow. It really was. It was a it was a shit show. It was fun. It was uh, tear jerking. Uh, great time. Love to do that again. Um, I uh, I'm out here talking solo again so that uh, you guys have something to listen to on your way to work when you're sick of listening to the local radio stations out here i know we only have three of them so (laughs) give you something else for a change uh today is game day for me um i i am recording on a sunday i know this comes out wednesday but uh today is game day and uh 49ers versus Seahawks. We'll see how that goes, and uh, by Wednesday I will know the outcome of it. Uh, um, and coming up uh, this next weekend, I'm going on my elk hunt, my rifle elk hunt. My son and I will be out getting in touch with nature and having a great time stalking the legendary Wapiti elk, and uh it will be a blast. Um, hopefully we harvest some meat this year. It'd be great to have some jerky and give you guys some some uh, jerky facts when it comes down to it. Uh, I got a few recipes up my sleeve on that. I've already uh, on prior episodes uh, came out and uh, let you guys uh, have one of them. Um, I do want to share with you guys because, uh, you know, I'm a cook and a baker. I don't like baking as much. But I sure do like uh, cooking. And I want to share with you guys my biscuit recipe. Why not, huh? You know, um, this by far is a cloud pleaser. Now, when it comes down to making the gravy, (laughs) nothing beats 
grandma's homemade gravy don't get me wrong but we don't have grandma in the house all the time so i just go back to a good gravy packet and add my sausage as well to it but if you're making biscuits and gravy this is your ingredients you want to go this is a mock sourdough biscuit and it's real easy it takes about 12 minutes to cook after everything's done but i use two cups of flour two tablespoons of sugar one tablespoon of baking powder, a half a teaspoon, grant teaspoons, all right, a half a teaspoon of salt. You don't want to put that old tablespoon in it. Six tablespoons of butter, three quarters cup of buttermilk or sour milk. And what I do with the sour milk is. Um, if you just got regular milk, no buttermilk in the fridge, because nobody wants to really run to town for breakfast to grab buttermilk, just use regular milk and put a tablespoon of lemon or lime juice in it and mix it around. It'll it'll definitely curdle, up, curdle it up. Um, and so I put all the flour in the pan or my mix master. I got a KitchenAid um, mix master. Um, I put the, the flour and the baking powder the sugar and then my butter that i put in there i actually use it right out of the fridge so it's it's not soft butter and i make little pea sizes out of it with the knife and i just break it off put it in it it comes in handy as it's baking it like pops out with flavor into your biscuits so i knead it around and a lot of people that work with dough like to have that good molding dough. I actually like mine a little tacky. So if it's a little tacky and still sticks to you, roll it out with your hand. You could put a little flour down if you want. You can make them dry as as well. I just think they're a little bit more moist. And I like saying that word moist because <laughs> it drives everybody wild. I don't know why it's, it's such the new phrase. But I... Uh, I put it in the oven after you can use a cup or a cookie cutter and I go like an inch and a half, two inches and I cut them into half inch. You know, you roll the dough half inch uh, down to where it's all flat and just about a half inch thick. And then you just cut out a little two inch to one or inch and a half to two inch uh, uh, cookies and then put them on a, a sprayed pan. 12 minutes, 12 minutes in the oven at 425, and boom, you have biscuits. So, and, you know, if you guys want the recipe, I'll put it out. Just ask for it. Get on the Uinta Basement Podcast Group on Facebook. I'll gladly share that stuff. This is fun. This is one that uh, we actually will cook a batch of this up, take it up hunting with us so they're ready. They're easy to warm back up. And they've got such a good flavor. The sugar and the butter pops. Great, great for biscuits and gravy. Um, yeah, uh, about Cody. Yeah, Cody is here with us on a, a, a weekly basis. I'll still do these uh, solo podcasts. But uh, he's going to come in. He's committed to coming and giving his banter. And, you know, we've got this podcast. We both want to express ourselves. We are both different people. Um, I don't have a 
any problems, Cody. I actually like his company. He does uh, tangent off on uh, some of his sex talks and stuff like that, but uh, it adds fuel to our uh, listening out here. So I'm not going to cut him down for what he's doing, and I love having his company on here. So, Also, I want to bring up some pet peeves. Um, When you're a fan of any sport, you... uh, Stick behind your team. You can't be these fair weather people that switch team to team and go on to the winning team every year. And that being said, I have been a fan of the San Francisco 49ers since the 80s. Whether they win, lose, or draw, I have always been by their sides. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating being a fan. And it seems like every time that I shit talk on my team or shit talk on somebody else's team, they turn around and lose. So I am not a sore loser. I admit when I have my faults and our team's faults and I try to laugh it off. Because it's a good competition. It's it's fun to watch these games. And everybody wants them to be your team to win. But there's a little trash talk that's involved. And if there's not, then sports wouldn't exist. So, when you do lose, fess up and be the person. Be a bigger person. But... If you're on the winning side of it, always respect that the other guy shit-talked a little bit. You could harass him a little bit, but don't be a sore winner either. It doesn't work out that way. It is good to have a little banter back and forth. It doesn't ever have to be negative, though. Negative and hate is what tears a lot of things down. And you know what? I have my rivalry teams. My rivalry teams are the Seattle Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys. And they're never going to be my favorite teams. Do I sit and watch them? You're goddamn right. That's how you learn about your competition. So you learn that this team's strong, this team's strong. And then you're like, okay, don't underestimate them. But yeah, every time I shit talk on my team or shit talk on somebody else's team, my team loses. So there's a lot of superstitions that go into it. You got to wear the jersey right. You got to wear the hat just right. Um, uh, Don't drink too much on the first or second quarter. Maybe they'll do better. It's all in people's heads. But have a good time. It's football. Be nice if we got paid. To go out there. Another thing I thought was funny is you go out there and you see this your fantasy football league pick. And he goes out and he breaks his leg. And you're like, well, there went my fantasy football league. <laughs> Not once do you think about the person that's behind the helmet there. So yeah, they make the big money. I think I truly think the NFL needs to be reorganized. I think we need to actually put the hitting back into the game. 
When a boxer gets in the ring, they take the headgear off. And I'm talking pro boxing. Heavyweight, featherweight, bantamweight, all that. And when they take their headgear off, they go in and fight. They know the repercussions of being punch drunk and the problems that they might have later down with their heads. Because it jars their brain. They get paid for it. That's their profession. So maybe we need to go back to football and and let it be the old gridiron sport head-to-head contact that it was in the 80s, 90s, and the 2000s, early 2000s, I guess. And then they changed it to where you couldn't make head contact anymore. But, to, man, some of those highlight reels were amazing. The old Ronnie Lott days, that guy, dude, could fold a person up. <laughs> They'd be blowing the snot bubbles like the water boy. <laughs> Uh, be good sports so yesterday being at the weekend i decided that i'm going to go to uh the local grocery store but i'm going to get my breakfast in first so i look in the the fridge and what we have there is we've got some eggs and some ham and some hash browns yeah hash browns yeah i think those were the kicker but this is where Our shit talk story comes in. Yeah, I am actually on my days off on the weekend. And I go into our kitchen and I cook up all this food. Yep, granted I got two two dogs sitting there watching every bit of my movement. Making sure I don't uh, drop anything, you know. With a little bit of a... of uh, their saliva dripping out their drawls, you know, they're, they're drooling over here. But I pulled together a pretty clean breakfast. Yeah, I cooked with, with a little bit of olive oil. But this is something that I normally do not eat. In the morning, I try to eat a little bit of cold cuts, you know, some, some salami, some turkeys, and, and maybe some hams and some cheeses and kind of do the Mediterranean diet kind of shit maybe europeans eat or something like that you know whatever i'll blow smoke up your ass but no i'm trying to eat a little bit healthier because of i have a little bit of elevated high blood pressure you know so i'm taking a few pills and and it's it's like a chronic uh not chronic (laughs) clinical high blood pressure because i'm fine until i go to the doctor you know, there's something about sitting in a waiting room for 45 minutes when they tell you it's 7, 7 o'clock is your appointment and it's 7.45, you're still waiting. you got to fill out the paperwork, you got to put the masks on, you got to get sanitized, and you listen to kids sit there and cry, and everybody's sick. So I'm like, good hell, I don't want to be sick, I'm just coming in here for a DOT physical. You know, you get in there for a DOT physical, you have to have your blood pressure at the right right cutoff so yeah and on top of it you know my eyesight is uh not as great as it used to be so i you you stress out by the time they take my blood pressure yeah it's elevated enough to where they're like uh let's just let you sit here and and listen to soft quiet quiet sounds and you know just breathe in and breathe out and you're like it's not gonna help i'm in hospital i hate being here and i'm i'm not liking this at all 
So, yeah, I get a little bit of elevated blood pressure. So, yes, I'm eating a little bit healthier. And sometimes I throw in protein shakes during the week. And it's not the kind of protein shakes that Angel Severa is thinking about right now. Ha, 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 ha. Or Cody. <laughs> no, these are cookies and cream. Uh, yeah, just a good high whey protein that uh, I drink. It's it's not for me weightlifting or anything. It just curbs the old appetite. Yeah, but... I'm going around in circles a little bit, but I eat my breakfast, and I decide that I'm going to go to the store. I hit the store, and on the way to the store, I drank my Dunkin' Donuts coffee, which I love my Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Coffee is something that's a staple in our house. I make coffee at 5.30 every morning, no matter what. There's coffee on at my house, and we've adjusted i like this coffee she likes that coffee and we found dunkin donuts is our equal medium so there's always a hot steaming cup coming from the bun coffee maker at our house i love it i love it i don't mind doing it it's something i uh, thoroughly enjoy in the morning make sure that my wife is taken care of um you know that makes her happy, and I'm ha- and that I'm happy, and things go smoothly for the day. But uh, I drank this coffee, walk in the grocery store, do my shopping, get to the checkout, and my stomach bubbles. And you're like, all right, I'm not too far from home. I got this. So I get my stuff in the shopping cart. I walk to the truck. I unload all my groceries into the truck. I take my shopping cart back because that's the kind of person I am. I'm always, hey, I'll help this guy out. I'm not going to leave the shopping cart up on the curb and let the the kid that's bagging have to wander around in the middle of the winter. It's just shitty to me. I, I, I put myself in their shoes. Get that. Drive to the road. It's wall-to-wall traffic now. Yeah, it's the shits. And literally, my stomach is in pain. And I'm sitting in this L shape because now I'm sitting in the pickup truck. And I'm sitting like I'm on the royal throne at the house. So guess what's trying to come out? Yeah, you guessed it. (laughs) It's not coming out. I'm going to pinch those cheeks as hard as I can. All right, I'm into traffic. I pull down the road. I'm thinking, God damn it, do I, do I pull into Maverick? And I think about their toilet. Oh, I don't like public restrooms. <sighs> I'm going to make it. So I keep driving. Oh, there's there's bees. Oh, man, am I going to make it? I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I only got a couple more miles. <sighs> there's the tractor supply. Oh, you got to walk through the store. There's no way I'll make it through the store if I have to walk. I keep driving. I keep driving. I passed the hotel, and I was thinking, every hotel has a shitter <clears throat> as soon as you walk through the reception. And I think, I'm going to act like I'm going in and checking in for a room, and I'm taking shit. <laughs> I talked myself out of it. So now... I'm in dire need 
I'm in pain. I'm thinking about pulling over. I'm talking myself into it. I'm talking myself out of it. And I'm thinking, how am I going to pull over? And then I got to run around the car and find some napkins or something. This is not going to work. I got to make it home. I got to make it home. Then you get behind the slow guy. Da 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 dum, boom, boom, boobie. And you're going, oh my God. This is not a passing zone. This sucks. And then when you pull off on my lane in Ballard, it's only 25 miles an hour. So, yes, I exceeded the speed limit to 40. And normally I park off to the side of the house. Nope. I'm parking right in the driveway. I pull in the driveway and I am. It's getting ready to just purge. So, I throw that son of a bitch a truck and park. And I, for some reason, I grab the car keys. And I run to the house. The front door is fucking locked. (laughs) So I run to the other door. I walk my ass in the house as fast as I can, clenching my cheeks and sit down. My wife is hysterical. She knows what's going on. She's like, (laughs) she knows exactly. I put her in this position too many times. And I should have just pre-planned. Needless to say, no poop went into the pants i made it to the toilet barely it was a good laughing matter (laughs) that's my shit talks for episode 15 yes on a new note dog the bounty hunter has just decided that he was going to now lead the search brigade for the laundry guy they figured that uh he's headed north to the Appalachian Mountains and he's on the run and there's been people that see him. However, if Dog, the bounty hunter, is able to produce this guy, do we need to worry about paying our federal taxes towards the FBI? Because we've had a lot of people on that investigation and nothing to turn up and then yeah, a Discovery Channel celebrity jumps in and takes over. Maybe we might see a different uh, way of justice, I guess. Uh, basically, uh, a different way of tracking down people. Maybe we'll start using more bounty hunters instead of the Federal Bureau of Instig- in- Instigation. <laughs> Excuse me. Federal Bureau of Investigation. Yeah. So, yeah, hit me up on that, uh, you know, uh, just write it in there and some of our messages or something like that and see what you guys feel about the old dog chasing them. I would like to have your guys' feedback on what you guys prep and do before you go on a hunt or a hike out in the open. Um, there's many things that I get ready for. You, you definitely want to uh, get in shape enough to make sure that your <laughs> clothing from last year fits. <laughs> I have to maintain that, uh, you know, figure for my hunting clothes. But uh, no, uh, I cut my toenails. I cut them a week in advance. Just so I'm not wearing a hole in the socks or just wearing abrasions. So 
I give you that suggestion before you guys go out. You know, uh, we're uh, pretty much uh, five days beforehand that your feet might heal up enough just to where they're not a little bit tender, you know. On top of it, I take care of my feet and get them ready for the hard impacts of the rocks and the up and downs of timber falls and rocks and you know, you name it, hot, cold conditions. I think that that feet are the ones that pay a toll on hunting and hiking. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a good time, but it's a lot better when you come home. You're like, man, my feet feel a lot better. So if you keep them up and conditioned and good boots, good boots. They say to get your boots about a half inch larger so that your feet will actually expand and you know you drink water and you take on water as you go but uh your feet swell up when you're walking hour on end so take that into consideration and uh just you know make sure that you're uh drinking plenty of water and you're keeping your body uh circulating you know and get the blood flow basically and that's not the blood flow that what cody's talking about (laughs) just get out and walk have a great time yep i still want to see people's pictures of their hunts man i've had a few here and there i've got to share um we sure like them around here i sure like sharing them so if uh you post them to me i'll i'll make sure that they're up there on that group and we'll uh We'll get them out there. I've seen some pretty amazing kills this year, and um, good harvest, good harvest. There'll be good meat in the fridge. So, and uh, on that note as well, the Meat Eater season ten just was released yesterday, and it's a pretty good show. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's got some good writers behind it. Uh, the, the star Steve, he by far one of the best hunting shows that i could watch there's not a lot of sponsors in it to where they're trying to sell a product granted there is hunting apparel that they're wearing that's high dollar their optics are pretty good and their their whatever they're using for their any weapon whether it be a muzzleloader a rifle a shotgun or a bow you know um, they're using top-notch stuff but these are real hunters and real experiences and they actually teach you how to harvest and cook up your meat and that's what i'm about um i've heard the word sportsman my whole entire life be a better sportsman be a better sportsman well i kind of want to lean about hunting towards taking the sportsman out of it and putting the hunting gatherer back into it sportsman's great if you're competing and you're and sharing horns but hunting was to provide for your family in the first place get some meat at a decent price to put in your fridge now it's gone the opposite way it is expensive it's full of guides it's full of competition whose horns are bigger who's got the better body mass yeah that's fun it's always nice to shoot a big animal and and brag about it i don't have a problem with that i think that's great that is your sportsman part of it but being a hunter-gatherer, stalker, and not one that works up there at, uh, you know, Davis Jubilee and Roosevelt. Just being able to go out and use your instincts to track an animal and pursue it and 
make sure that gets put in your freezer. That to me is a true hunter. So this is a midweek Wednesday uh, episode and I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet. Um, just a little refresher, just something to listen to. Um, yeah, just a quick quickie. <laughs> I don't know the proper terminology. I think people are calling quick bites, whatever. But no, I'm just keeping a smaller episode to refresh and and get out there and share some content. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at theuinta underscore basement or Eskimo three four eight one. That's the IG Instagram. You can go onto my Facebook and find me at the original Quinn Cole. Or you can find me on the You Went to Basement podcast. Reach out to me if you would like to email me to where it's not a public platform. Get a hold of me at Eskimo.Cole at gmail.com. That's the quickest route to get a hold of me. I check those formats. All the time. My uh, text uh, number is not going to happen. <laughs> uh, hey, get friendly with me and I'll give you the quick quick uh, line in to get a hold of me. So, um, shout out to everybody that's been on this show on previous episodes. And, you know, I'm very grateful to be able to do this and i'm grateful for the feedback that i have got negative or positive it helps in return to where i could pass it along to cody and we can uh definitely uh learn um yeah you know we're looking at uh episode you know 14 and i mean that's all i've got behind me in 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 the books so We appreciate your support, and this is the Mighty Quinn, and I am out.